everybody hello how you doing my name is Teso the starseed i am joined by my co-host Lori J. Lori J. and we are the power of women podcast um on this episode we wanted to discuss um workplace harassment <laughs> yeah and you know any kind of workplace any 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 kind of workplace that you work in um as a woman how what our experiences have been as women working um and we wanted to talk about your experiences too you know the kind of environment that society creates for women who are trying to make money um and I know personally for me in every establishment I've worked in I now work for myself thank you father (laughs) but in every establishment I have worked in I have had well apart from maybe one when I was like 17 or so but from 21 upwards I have had issues with harassment in the workplace Mm -hmm. from men period from male managers male owners founders CEO Um, and it's been so bad that I've had to leave my workplaces on several occasions yeah yeah so um, and it's something that I think we need to talk about because to piggyback off of the um, previous episode I'm sure you guys listen to if you haven't make sure you go and listen to it um we are discussing we discussed um what was it here I am forgetting uh, <laughs> we mentioned how you know sometimes the wage gap between women and working women and how society used to make it very hard for us to work and in fact they still make it hard for us to work because we know statistically speaking women get paid significantly less than men for the same roles particularly black women get paid yeah significantly less so we're already dealing with these biases within the workplace we're not really um made to sit in positions of management or in the boards it's normally male dominated a lot of our fields um so we're dealing with that and then on top of that we're dealing with sexual harassment all forms of sexual harassment Mm. um and i've left a few of my workplaces because of sexual harassment um i remember even if it's subtle, it's still harassment, you know, like in one place I worked, the last place I worked in the UK, I worked as um, an account manager and a recruiter for a firm. And this was owned by a white um, duo. One was Jewish. And I mentioned the race as well, because I find that a lot of people, when they talk about harassment, especially sexual harassment, they tend to say, well, black women, we tend to think that it's only black men that do these sort of things. But I always say that it's the patriarchy period. Um, And his harassment was quite, you could call it subtle, but I was in a stage in my life where it, I could call it out. I could see it. It was making me very uncomfortable. Um, it started very small. I think he started with calling me, my name is Teso, as you know, Teso, the starseed. He would call me Tasty. He'd be like, I think I'm just going to call you Tasty. Oh, your name is Tasty. Tasty. And I remember feeling really uncomfortable. Like, why are you calling me Tasty? You're not calling anybody else in the office Tasty, but all of a sudden my name is now Tasty. And then he would also always want to hug, hug and kiss on both cheeks, you know? And I'm in a position in this, I have to be honest, in that situation, I, I allowed him. I never did say, I never said, don't call me tasty. I never said that, even though it made me feel uncomfortable. I never said, I don't want to hug you. I don't want to give you kisses on the cheeks. I just played along. Do you know what I mean? Um, and then they would make comments about certain things that I would wear or even asking me to be the coffee maker. 
Mm. <laughs> it's not sexual harassment, but it's still harassment in the workplace because mm. I'm a senior account manager. It's not my job to be making coffee, doing mm. board meetings and meet. You have people there. Why am mm. I the one? Because I'm like one of the only few women in the office. So you just go ahead and make coffee. So I turned into the coffee runner as well. And then I'm going into the meetings, bringing the coffees and you're telling me, thanks, Tasty. You know, that's harassment, <laughs> you know, in the subtle, in the, in, I'm, and I mentioned that incident to be in the very subtle way. You know, I've been in situations where I've actually had to leave again because the um, people that I'm working with, mostly the, the founders or the CEOs are just ridiculously inappropriate. They want to touch me. They want to do, you know, when they walk again, let me have a hug. Why do you keep wanting to hug your employees? Why are you trying to hold my hand? Why are you touching my waist? Why are you making inappropriate comments about the way I'm dressed? Yeah. You know, and I, this was so bad that I had to then again leave my last workplace because I told um, he was actually one of the, um, I think he was the CEO. And I sent several messages, you know, and I, and I like to do emails because emails are, they keep a paper trail of any kind of harassment, you know? Mm-hmm. So um, I would tell him, you know, I think you're being inappropriate. And I really just want to do my job. So can we not, just in case he wasn't sure. Even though I'm sure he was, but I just thought, let me give him grace. After the second or the third email that I sent, I ended up resigning because of my views. He was really not taking my um, issues on board at all. You know, I would complain about him touching me, touching my waist, trying to hug me, holding my hands, making inappropriate comments. Sometimes he'd even try and tap my head like I was his pet. Mm. You know, and I couldn't stand it. But every time I would say something to him, nothing changed. So I realized, I thought to myself, he's really dangerous. Anything can happen to me. I don't even want to be working late at night with him because you clearly do not have the level of control. You say you've brought me here to do a job and I'm doing the job for you, but you don't care. And I was doing a great job because this establishment wasn't doing that great. And you wanted someone to come and get your staff up to scratch. And that's what I was doing. But you want the need to have me to have the woman was overpowered your business needs you didn't care yeah you know and and so I had to leave and that's not ideal for me I don't want to leave my job you know I don't want to have to leave um my source of income because of your control and that seems to be the stories for a lot of women do you know what I mean it's yeah I definitely know what you mean it's funny because that unfortunately is why most women will stay and take the abuse and deal with mm. the harassment because the mm. harassment is it's abuse. And the reason why most people deal with it, even in relationships, most people, most women that are in abusive situations like harassment in their workplace or even in the home, you're there because of your lack of resources and your lack right. of options. So you've now put me in this uncomfortable position where I can now speak up to you and lose my job or, right. um, you now um, start targeting me in the workplace and mm-hmm. making life much more difficult. And a lot of women, we've learned that from, from very young, you've learned that it's normal to be harassed in the workplace. And then you have to do these awkward smiles and, and oh, listen the to their, their perverted jokes. And you have to uh, like, like laugh along, like, mm-hmm, oh, you know, play worst. along, like, like it's funny. Like in, in another thing I don't like that I've experienced far too many times is like, their entitlement to touch you and grab you like hug you oh. and, and, and get close to you and it's oh. like like you don't do that with the men like keep your hands to yourself that I don't want you worst, hugging me, me 
and in, oh, and then it sucks it because so when it's your job girl i know it's like this is my job and it's like i know if i say something because men despite what they like to project onto women men are so emotional so emotional. They're so oh emotional. You can't even turn them down and tell them no or tell them stop or tell them Heaven that forbid. makes me uncomfortable. Because as soon as you tell them that makes them uncomfortable, they get offended by you telling them that they're making you uncomfortable. And then right. they 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 behave worse. Now yeah, it's a do. different, now it's a different monster Develop. you have to deal yeah. with. And sometimes yeah. between the two monsters, it's easier to deal with the one that's being a pervert and cracking jokes yeah. and trying to get too close hugging me it's like and the real mean one that's outrightly like mean and like yeah. being nasty and just it's crazy bro too because, because you, know, you told him no i have not simply just because you've said no girl i have never worked anywhere where i have not experienced um sexual harassment likewise ever i've worked um we actually have a had a, a a lawsuit that I was in with with I quite a few that. girls years ago. That's years when I ago. first met you. Yeah, <laughs> years ago. Lawsuit. Years ago, girl. My um the my friend that initiated the lawsuit. She's she's since passed, but um she was one of the ones that didn't like it and didn't want to take it, and she got fired. Mm-hmm. And that was what she got for standing up. Mm-hmm. And a lot of us would just be silent and be like, dang, you know, like this is. This is my income. Yeah. And it's and it sucks because even beyond that, I have um, you know, worked um in the music industry. I've worked um on different music projects. And can imagine that's a very male-dominated field, right? Girl. Music industry. Yes, mm. it is. Yes, it is completely male-dominated. And anytime I've ever worked with a guy, um, they have always eventually taking it there and they get completely disrespectful and it's funny because I every time I'm like introduced or interviewing or meeting and connecting with somebody to work with them on a project I always like start off with breaking I break the ice with that like one thing I do not tolerate and I do not deal with is men that try me like I don't want you to be disrespectful. We're here to work, right, and right, I've all, right. and I always share my experience, and they always still cross that boundary. They're like, "Oh no, because I they think it doesn't do apply to them." Yeah, no, no, I think I would. I would you want to do take that. their time, yeah, girl. <laughs> it's so disgusting, and it's it's great. I'll take. I'll give you one better. Um, I was in a relationship with a guy, and um, he was working for rather playing for a large organization and the man that was the president of that organization um he loved me every time he saw mm-hmm. me he was such a pervert mm-hmm. like just an old <laughs> pervert you know those ones the when old he ones too like, Ooh, Ooh, hey. they literally like, lighting up they can't help it yeah he's so excited it's to see radiant. me want to hug me want to grab me mm-hmm. and he always mm-hmm. would do that and i'm like you don't like it as a man and if this was anybody else you would be you ready to nothing. like, right. you nothing. and it's like, even in those kind of situations, it's your workplace. It's not even my workplace, but you right. are still, you still understand. Listen in it. Yeah, you still understand is... that you can't even speak up to mm. say, don't, hey, don't touch my woman like that. Or, Hey, get out of her face. You being a little too mm. friendly, cracking a little mm. too many little perverted jokes. You can't even speak up with your own woman in your mm. workplace because you understand that this system is so oppressive to women that we definitely can't speak up and you can't even speak up. 
you got to sit there and deal right. with it and watch it and laugh like it's funny. Right. You know what I and mean? Probably like, not crazy. be irritated at me later on, but not be able to say that you're irritated. Girl. What was I supposed to do? You can't do nothing. Protect her. Girl. Girl, it's real deep. And people know that. People take their, their spouses or their partners to, you know, work events and things like that and you know it's always perverted people that you work with and you just sit there and you sit back because you don't want to cause any problems but it's like what do you think a woman is going through if she can't speak up for herself and this is her livelihood if you can't even speak up if it's your woman yeah they don't care though that's the thing they don't care like they continue to do this and to be honest yeah I'll say something right and because ladies I know that it's really difficult for us um, especially when it is our only form of source of income, but we deserve so much better and you don't have to put up with it. Like the universe will always provide an alternative, like in a sense of, I saw um, uh, something on Instagram, I'm always social media. <laughs> and this lady was speaking about, um, it was a girl and I loved it. And, and I do it too, actually now, although the other, there's been a few instances where I've caught myself doing that flipping uncomfortable laughter that I hate and when I find myself doing I'm like no don't Mm -hmm. but there was a lady and she said that her dad told her that you know whenever men make sexist jokes that they know or just absurd jokes don't awkwardly laugh so what do you mean explain Mm -hmm. I don't get it no, I didn't think that was funny. What do you Let mean? them Explain. feel just as awkward if, as they as just you feel, made you yeah, feel. Made you feel. Like, I want you to feel to. uncomfortable too. Let way. me just stare I mean, at you. Literally. So then that way, you're not laughing. I'm not laughing. I'm not, I'm not actually That's a trauma response. It. it is a trauma response. It's a trauma it's response. Even our even survival of silence. Response. Yeah, yeah, it is. It is. Because what do we, oftentimes when we speak up, what happens? And again, doing that is a risk in itself because you know they're crazy. They and another crazy. one can now decide it to is attack a risk. you for speaking up. Yeah. yeah. And I'm somebody that literally, if I was to even speak, you know, shut up. I was not allowed yeah. to speak to him. Like, are you kidding me? So many men have yeah. told me, sh- like, even attacked yeah. me for speaking up. Shut up. Yeah. So it's a risk. Yeah. But to be honest, ladies, we have to, like, um, the more and more we don't laugh at them, the more and more that it, it stops the more and more they become yeah. uncomfortable and I'll, I'll give you an example I think I told you about it um there was a guy that we were out with a few weeks ago um just a guy that tries to talk to me and everybody else and he I'd already sat down and another thing that I hate that when men do is if I'm out in a club or anywhere I'm not here for your entertainment I'm I beg I beg in the name of God mm. don't harass me to dance I did not come here for you. I'm not here for your entertainment. If you want to dance, dance. Don't come here and be dragging me up to perform for you. Like I find it so irritating. I can't stand it. So um, the guy was like, oh, Tess, I can tell you want to dance. And if you know me, you know, I'm a chair dancer. You know, it takes a lot for me to stand up and give you my amazing ferocious dance moves you know <laughs> so oftentimes I just be on the chair I'm a chair dancer and I'm comfortable you know period so he was like I think you want to dance I think you want to stand up and dance um, and th- these times there was another girl there who was talking to you too and I was like I don't want to dance I'm fine I don't want to stand up because I think you do and I said like, I'm fine and he kept coming back and ke- he came back about six times right and at one point he even had the audacity to try and pull my hand I remember thinking oh my god you have no control so I just stared at him and he moved his hand back and realized he'd, he'd crossed the boundary. But why are you so desperate or feel so entitled to seeing me perform for you? I don't even know you. I've met you once before. Right. 
to see me perform for you that you wanted to drag me up and then when I said no I said no and then I found myself honestly jazz I wish I could have recorded it I was very I was looking at myself and I realized he kept coming kept coming and through the times when he kept saying dance 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 I'd realized I was doing that <laughs> no <laughs> no I don't want to dance no I don't want to dance no and he just kept coming and he was coming harder and if anybody was looking on the outside you would see me physically shrinking I was actually physically <laughs> shrinking myself and I don't even know what it was it must have been there in fact I know it was my ancestors <laughs> I know it as I, the, the last time he came up to me, this is probably like the eighth or ninth time. And I actually heard myself do that fake laugh. And I could see myself, like my whole body was shrunken, like closed up. I don't know what happened. I literally just went, I will not repeat myself. Just like that. Good. I didn't, there was no, I just sat straight up and I said, I will not repeat myself. Mm. And he automatically, he shrunk back so quickly. It was like I'd stung him. And I could see the attitude change in him as well. He got, but I could care less. First of all, it's really annoying as well because it's like, do I every day? Do I every day have to get gully, or do I every day have to get firm with you for you to have sense? Right. You know what I mean. And but really, I should have just done that from the jump. Yeah. Because clearly, that's the only way to deal with you. Because if I'm just yeah. talking to you on a normal, no, it's okay. Like I did, you continue and you continue and you continue. But if I'm just firm with you from, listen, absolutely not. Yeah. then what's going to happen is that throughout the rest of the night you're not going to talk to me which is perfect I don't care stay away from me but you're going to yeah. label me a bitch but it's yeah. you you are I'm a bitch because I'm not responding to your advances and you're making me feel so uncomfortable right now clearly you can see it because I could feel my uncomfortability radiating outwards it was very obvious I was uncomfortable but you did not give a damn and you were going to continue on and on and on and on until I had to be like what are you doing? I'm not going to repeat myself. Stop it. I said, no, like really? Yeah. So ladies, honestly, I think that, um, in, in, it's difficult, man, especially in the workplace. I have to, I can't even lie and say it's not difficult because I've been in it so many times, yeah. but we need to stop. We need to stop, um, shrinking our voices and being scared of them. Tell them to go to hell. Honestly, yeah. like if they're making you feel uncomfortable, like Jazz said earlier, make yeah. them feel just as awkward as you do. Don't, yeah. don't smile and do the awkward cringe. Say, no, stop it. I really don't like that. Yeah. And again, if they get offended, that's on them. That's really not on you. That's really on them. But within the workplace, it's very problematic. But I think, I don't know what to, um, depending on the kind of, um, I think if anybody is making you uncomfortable in the workplace, you should always voice it, no matter how scared you feel. Yeah. Just voice it because your voice is worthy. You are worthy. Like you are allowed to work in an environment that does not make you feel harassed and attacked. If you don't feel comfortable, um, talking to whoever it is directly I don't know if you guys have HR or anybody else that is created to help you deal mm -hmm. with this situation mm -hmm. you might even use an outside body sometimes an outside body is really good um, that will help you with the next steps and how to kind of um, deal with the situation but please don't suffer in silence yeah you know please don't suffer in silence it's quite crazy that this is the kind of this is what we have to navigate as women right Right. Sometimes, and, sometimes you feel like your best bet is to not speak so that you can avoid maybe no being money, attacked, yeah. maybe losing your job, Violence. you know, um, and, and it's a shame because that is your day to day as a woman, whether you're being even when you're harassed on the street, it's like, how do I respond to this guy? Do I just tell him, no, is he going to come attack me or do I tell him, oh, I'm in a relationship? 
because right. men respect other right. men before they respect you. So sometimes, you, and even then, sometimes they keep trying. So it's like, it, you know, in the workplace, it's so scary because for for some women, you know, your livelihood, depending on what other options you have, that is something that's a difficult thing to put at risk. And it's a shame that you even have to put it at risk. And I cannot lie to you and say that I've never... Um, I've never been silent in those situations, yeah, but it was a lot more freeing the few times that I stood my ground and I left or I stood up and I walked away or I quit my job or I joined those other women and we pressed charges. It was very mm-hmm. difficult, but mm-hmm. it was a lot more freeing. And I will tell you, I am still here and I'm yeah. better and I'm okay. Yeah. Um, I'm not going to tell anybody to make any um rash decisions yeah. rash decisions you know you you always be wise about what you do always be wise about what you do and how you do it um but protecting yourself your sanity and your space it is critical mm. like you have mm. to you have to like you deserve it and who else is going to do it yeah yeah and you're literally in charge of your quality of life you know that's the, that's the one thing that i'm realizing as time goes by um, we give other people power over our lives and our mm-hmm. quality of life, not mm-hmm. realizing that we actually have the power to create a phenomenal life for ourselves and create right. the lifestyle that we want, you know, because you'll be in that situation, for example, and you're like, oh, so you're going to work every day and you're hating it and you're dreading it. In fact, the reason I left this, this employer, apart from his harassment, um, after his last harassment, I remember speaking to a friend of mine and I said to her, I dread going into work that's what I said to her I didn't even realize that it got, I'd only been there like a month <laughs> but mm. it got into the stage where I was dreading it he was making my mm. life hell and she literally said to me she was like you can't you spend so much of your time there you can't dread going into work it doesn't make sense Tess you know mm. so I sat there and I just thought to myself okay all right let me get like I had to and I knew that I had to go that was when I said to him you know what and um, I had to find other other alternatives. Right. So even though, again, you don't have to leave straight away. You might take your time. You might try and find another job before you leave, whatever it is. But you are in charge of the kind of quality of life, you know. Your boss is harassing you or something. It doesn't have to be a boss. It could be a colleague. Anybody is making you feel so uncomfortable at work, in your working environment. You can change that. Yeah. You can change that. You may not even want to, like... Some people may not want to go as far as pressing charges or even calling them out or anything like that. I get that, fine. Um, but you can change that. You can leave that situation. You can remove yourself from there instead of spending your whole life or a big portion of your life, like, yeah. dealing with that, you know? So right. you literally are in charge of your quality of life and anything else that your brain tells you, like, it will create obstacles as to why you can't do it. But unless you put your first foot forward... You can't get out of that situation and you can. Yeah. It's all yeah. in the power is literally all in your hands. Don't let anybody make you feel like you don't have the power. You actually do. You can create the best quality life for yourself that does not involve dealing with harassment or pacifying abusers. I absolutely agree with that. We're always trying to make our abusers comfortable. Oh. And and we're always trying to protect our abusers subconsciously, you know, by right by not speaking up, but you have to be willing mm-hmm. sometimes to walk away for your peace and for your sanity. You know, what are you willing to do for you? 
we don't want to make men and people in these positions of power feel um, bad by calling them out. Right. You know, like so it's 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 a shame. It's like why why don't we feel that way about ourselves? Yeah. Why don't you feel bad? As well, you know they feel like they're gonna blame us. You know they well, do because they, well. yeah, yeah, they do. Yeah, they do. Because you will get blamed. Yeah, yeah. They say, "What did you do? You've caused it. You've done yeah. something." You've... Yeah, yeah. And that's okay too. You you also have to be willing to um, take that on. Yeah, yeah. Deal with that. If that's what you're gonna get for yeah. speaking your truth, then it is. Yeah, man. yeah. And I'm it doesn't matter that too. Yeah, as long as you stand firm, you know you know what has happened and you know your truth yeah. and you know um, how freeing it'll be. Or at least if you don't yeah. know, it will be to be able to mm-hmm. walk away and and really step into your light, man. Step into it. Um, and then and to be honest, like the way the way this world works is what I'm learning is everything that happens is for your best interest. So if you honor yourself and you honor your soul in that way. Mm-hmm. God, the universe, always your guys, they always people. make it okay. so much better for you. It's like, oh, okay, I see you. Look at you honoring yeah. yourself. Here yeah. you go. You didn't even know I had something better coming. So, right. Right. you know, we we have to we have to have more faith as well. Sometimes it'd be like that fear of like, what am I gonna do now? Yeah. Don't worry about that. Honor yourself first. Yeah, absolutely. Absolutely. Yeah. It's important. And I just remembered, like, you know, when you spoke on to carry on, when you spoke about um an ex of yours that even his employer even his boss would be um, harassing you and he would say nothing right nothing. Um, it reminds me of <laughs> this is actually my last official boyfriend I always tell people I've been single for three years but I haven't I've actually been single for six years I did mm-hmm. the math the other day and I was like oh, I've been single for six years nothing wrong with it though I love it I but um, the last official kind of boyfriend that I had um, I remember I was working in Abuja and then I had an issue with my boss, a really severe issue with my boss, um, the person that I was working for at the time. Um, and he tried to attack me, basically. He'd been trying me for a while and he didn't, um, and he didn't get, um, then at one night he just had enough and wanted to really attack me, wanted to like rape me, you know? He was, he mm-hmm. lost it. He didn't care. He was like... Mm really vicious and violent right um thankfully he didn't get to do what he had in mind but it was a really traumatic experience for me and I remember my boyfriend at the time I told him about it Mm -hmm. um and then not much came from it and then I remember a few weeks later he told me that he's and I obviously ran away from this employee because he was crazy and left everything and then he told me that he saw him my boyfriend told me that he saw him and in fact he said hello to him they said hello to each other and I remember just thinking to myself, you are so rob- like, what kind of a, what kind of a mess and a repulsive mess are you? How am I telling you that this man tried to kill me? Tried to physically, he told me he was going to kill me. He actually said, I'm going to kill you. And then tried to rape me. Like the whole, it was a real serious event. And you knew all about this. You're the first person I called after my parents. Like, oh my God. And you see him a few weeks later and you tell me, oh, by the way, I saw your boss. Yeah. I said, so what did you say? Nothing. He just said hello. And I said, hello. Girl, let me tell you, when they react like that, instantly I'm like, you could rapist do that too. You're a rapist too. Yes. Yeah. Yes. That is, I don't yes. know what's more scary. It's like, I, I, it's such a scary reality mm-hmm. to realize, like, y'all are the same. You're the same. Yeah. You'll do the same thing. You would. Oof. That is so true. That is so true. That's why they can't speak to each other. That's why he couldn't say anything. Yeah. So he couldn't say anything. There was no even like. You don't see anything you know, wrong. He doesn't see anything wrong. Mm-mm, mm-mm. I think I would have did it. No. 
absurd yeah i mean yeah so <laughs> it's down to us to fight for ourselves ladies you know and obviously be smart about it we don't want us to be you don't want to be in a situation where you're dealing with a complete lunatic and you're going head to head with him and he gets violent you know how they can be right. so just be smart about it but you really don't have to put up with it Mm-mm. um there are other things other ways for us to live our lives you know yeah um, and it's a shame that we even have to endure workplace harassment. It's actually such a shame. <laughs> yeah. It's another another notch in patriarchal's, what do they call it? Bedpost? Yeah. Patriarchy's bedpost. Another like way of oppressing us. Another angle of dealing with it, you know? So. Yeah, man. Well, ladies, um, like we said, I know what it's like. We've all been there. Like I've never, I've never been in a situation where I've worked at a job and I'm working with men and I'm not made to feel uncomfortable mm-hmm. or somebody's not putting their hands on me mm-hmm. or somebody's not cracking inappropriate jokes, mm-hmm. you know, and we feel forced to, we, <clears throat> excuse me, we feel forced to, you know, just laugh and deal with it and let it slide, but it doesn't feel good. It doesn't feel good. And, um, I know firsthand how difficult it is sometimes to leave your job, you know, and, and I hate that again, ladies, that we're even in these positions where these are the types of decisions that you're having to make daily life changing. You're going to work and you're trying to decide between your livelihood and peace, you know, and, um, ladies free yourself speak up mm. free yourself mm. it's not worth it i don't care what it is trust me matter of fact it might be your calling to go ahead and start that business that you wanted or I'm telling you know you. to go go apply at that other company that you heard about right. you know but um speak up and honor yourselves honor yourself um, powerful yeah yeah ladies well as always it's been beautiful absolutely beautiful ladies we love you. We thank you for stopping by and tuning in with us. You know, you can find us at the Pal Podcast on Twitter and Instagram. And until next week, ladies, we'll see you later. We'll see you later, guys. Bye. Bye.